Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered plan. Well, Brad, it is nice to see you. Our, our listeners wouldn't know, but it's probably been about two months since we've been in this room together between illnesses and some guests that we've had. Uh, it's actually been a while yeah. since we've been in here together. Yeah, it does seem like it's been a while, and it's, uh, I'll say it's good to be back. Yes, indeed. And um, and again, we're, we're heading right into the holidays. At the time this episode is going to be released, we'll be uh, just a week and a half before Christmas. So um, happy holidays to all really? of our listeners. And um, actually, I, I wanted to start there for today. Um, so again, just give people a, bit of, a little bit more of an opportunity to get to know us. Um, what were the holidays like as it, for you growing up uh, out on the farm? Um, yeah, what was what was I imagine different from probably a lot of people being on a on a farm? But what were what was Christmas like for you guys? Yeah, so growing up in a dairy farm, um, you can't ignore the farm for the day. Everything has to happen. So uh, you know, cows still need to be milked twice a day. So uh, what was kind of unique about us uh, it growing up in our home was was we would actually get up super early to open up gifts. Even earlier than the average early? <laughs> er, the, yes, because earlier than the average early is getting up to milk cows. So we'd get up even earlier than that. Uh -huh. And so some most years we'd be getting up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning oh, okay. to yep, open gifts. <laughs> and then we'd go to the barn and, and milk cows at 6. And then we'd come in and, and have some breakfast. But then, you know, you still got work to do you still got cleaning and feeding to do so we back back to the barn mid mid to late morning uh get that done then everybody would have a bit of a nap in the afternoon uh did you even make it to the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding and then uh uh and then we would actually end up having a, an early dinner kind of mid to late afternoon and then uh, head back to the barn milk the cows um come back in probably you know 7 7 30 and then one of the things that we really enjoyed in those days was actually having like toasted turkey sandwiches with uh, know, yeah. toast and turkey and cranberry sauce and stuffing and gravy all in one kind of sandwich at the at that night and then that was that was our christmas so yeah a lot of a lot of fun a lot of great memories uh and uh different than what most people would have had as well so what about you yeah i was gonna say i mean i remember getting up early but if it was ever that early, I was immediately told to get back to bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, the one like the one thing I really there's kind of two traditions maybe that stick out to me. And one was um, we would always go to the Christmas Eve service. So on Christmas Eve, um, we would go to the, the Christmas Eve service. And again, you're tr singing all your carols and that sort of thing. Um, but we're at, at our house, we had like an old wood burning um, kind of stove in the basement. And I remember uh, usually after the Christmas Eve service, when we get home, my mom would have a whole bunch of appetizers and finger foods. But we'd always have a big pot of hot apple cider on, on nice. the stove as well. And again, we were using like 
our tin camping cups and we could just walk around, dip it in, fill it in, grab a cinnamon stick, whatever. And, uh, and then again, eat some finger foods and, uh, and enjoy some hot apple cider again on a ro roaring fire in the, in the fireplace. Um, and then we always got to open one gift on Christmas Eve. So again, it was always the, well, which one am I going to open? And, right. um, so again, that always like, it always brings back a, a smile and good memories kind of thinking about that. And, um, and then again, it's just the time together. I mean, you're, kids so you don't appreciate it I mean probably at the time but now that I have kids um being able to just again spend that time together and um and again make those memories and again like just being so excited for Christmas morning right and yeah. so um we would travel every once in a while to grandparents or whatever but uh the the ones I think I remember the most are at home um running to tell my parents what I got um, as if they didn't know, uh, and, uh, and just being so excited or wearing my skis down the hallway one, one Christmas morning, look, woke up and, uh, went, yeah, walked down the hallway in the skis, the boots and everything to show my parents <laughs> what I had gotten. Right. So, um, yeah, a lot of great memories. And again, it's been fun, uh, with my kids like this year, um, this is, the, I think this is the first year that they're really, really excited. Like they've been asking a lot already and, um, and they're very excited for, for Christmas. And, um, Alex placed his order to Santa, uh, last week. So he wrote his letter to Santa. Nice. And when I got home from work, he, he was daddy, I placed my order with Santa today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a good learning moment there, yeah. a good teaching moment to try to explain, uh, we're, we're asking because we've been good, not we're ordering yeah, <laughs> and right. expecting an Amazon driver to right. deliver sure. it next week. So. That's the beauty of Christmas and, and the holiday season is the, is the expectant. And that's why we have Advent, right? Mm -hmm. It's because we're expecting. Uh, and that's really what Christmas is all about, which is terrific. But it's all, like you also said, it's those memories that we make as well, like sure. whether it's my memories from my childhood, your childhood, or the ones that you're making for your family today. And uh, that's what makes it really special for people is this time of year is those, that expectance, expectancy um, and as well as the memories and the tra traditions that are made. Yeah, and, and kind of one of the other topics that usually comes up at this type of time of year um, is that idea of generosity, right? Because again, it is about whatever kids might believe, it's about giving gifts is, is kind of the, the intent, um, not just receiving gifts. And again, that idea of, of being generous. And, um, and I know we've had a number of conversations even recently with clients about, again, this idea of being generous with what we have. Um, again, having that financial plan in, in place um, so that they're confident and I know we've talked about this in the past, but they have that confidence to maybe give some money away or be extra generous, especially, again, we just, we typically see it around the holiday season. Um, but again, it all comes back to that idea of, um, of how much is enough and am I on track and, and where, what can I do, right? What can I do to bless others? What can I do to be generous? Yeah, really, a lot of those conversations comes out of, um, um, a discussion that we always have with our clients of, of kind of looking at kind of three levels of, you know, the, the not having enough, mm -hmm. which is where most people 
are fearful. Yeah, right? they like, think they, they are. Think whether they're, they're, they're going to run out of money, <laughs> or what if I need this money in the future? I can't. Af- I can't afford to be generous because I might need that money myself. So mm-hmm. those. That's kind of the not enough mentality. Then there's the the second mentality, which is the just enough. Like I, I want that last check to bounce the day that yeah, I, d- yeah. I pass away or I die. Um, and that means I could have been more generous during my lifetime or or enjoyed it myself as well. And then the third person is, well, I need to die with as much as I possibly can. So that's dying with too much. Mm-hmm. And we think that third person is actually the, the most dangerous situation because you could have done more. You could right. have been more generous while you're alive. And we we prefer, not necessarily every single time, but we prefer generosity while people are alive because you get to see the benefit of that, right? right? Just like your child coming down or when you're running to your grandparents to tell them what you got, mm-hmm. you got to see the benefit of that generosity. And so we try to encourage our clients to be generous while they're alive so they can see the benefit of it because you don't really see the benefit once you're dead and gone. So we yeah. do it now while you can. But it circles back to that enough question that you just brought up. The enough discussion is, is there enough for me that I can be um, generous while I'm alive? Whether it's with my family, whether it's with a uh, charity, whatever it might be, um, where where can I be and how can I be more generous than I than I am? Right, and and again, it's this type of this time of year is usually when that is more top of mind for people, and and again, when we're. I guess at least from our perspective, we we typically have those conversations more around this time of year, because it also kind of just corresponds with year-end planning and and cash flow and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that idea of hey, I'd like to do this for my kids or my grandkids or whatever it might be. Can I? Do I have enough? And then it's our job to then a tell them the truth, and we've we've said that a lot of times right. on this podcast. Tell the truth about money. Um, and then determine the best, the most efficient way to do it, right? So yes, you've got plenty, and here's kind of the way, here's how you want to do it, here's how you want to structure it, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, so it's always, um, it, it might sound counterintuitive from a, from a wealth advisor to be saying, yes, take more from your accounts, give it away. Um, but it, it, I mean, from our perspective, I mean, it's, it's really fun to watch people bless, again, others or whatever it might be. Um, and knowing that we kind of, again, gave them permission to do that, if you want to think about it. <laughs> Air like quotes that. around yeah, yeah. permission, <laughs> for sure. Um, and uh, the other, the other kind of aspect, again, that, that that comes back to, and I kind of want to plug maybe our next couple of uh, episodes or series is, again, that idea of enough, right? So... Um, we've, we've mentioned the book enough a couple of times, and I know we've even read some, some pieces out of it at different, uh, different episodes. Um, but I know uh, as we go into the new year, we're going to kind of do a, a couple episode, um, on, on that topic. And again, some of the, diving into a little bit more of the detail, um, on, on the book enough, which again, if anybody's listening and would like a copy, you can go to our website, advice-first.ca, and request either a, an e, uh, e-copy or a physical copy. Um, and it's a book, I mean, I know, like, we recommend to everybody pretty much, right? Correct, yeah. Um, so why, 
as a, maybe as a little bit of a teaser, and I, I'm putting you on the spot here because I didn't prep you for this, but no uh, um, can you kind of tell our listeners about again, maybe just again a high level of what the book is about, um, who Paul is, Paul's who who wrote the book, and um, and again why we feel it's important enough that again we're we're going to commit a couple episodes to this in in the coming weeks. Yeah, so Paul Armson is um, the author of the book, and we wrote the Ford for it. Uh, and he tells a, a great story about his own personal situation, and specifically more with, with his parents, um, all around this idea of enough. And if you, the tagline itself can kind of explain the whole book, and that is the idea that life is not a rehearsal. So try to get the best life you can with the time and money you've got left. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's really about maximizing your life because you're you're not promised tomorrow none of us are promised tomorrow right with a, a great example earlier this year we had a client who came in to to let us know that they had been diagnosed terminally with cancer and two weeks later they had passed away mm-hmm. and you don't want to just push things to the future defer 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 which you know moving back to this discussion just for a, a moment is, is what most advisors, unfortunately, do in our profession. And I think it's a disservice. And we're always, not we, they, are always trying to push people not to spend money or mm-hmm. to invest it, to for whatever reason, to grow it as opposed to to de-accumulate it. Enjoy it. To enjoy it or to <laughs> bless others. And I think our profession has done that disservice. And so that's what Paul Armson is kind of reading or uh, writing about in this book and his personal journey and his story, which is very encouraging. And again, we want to unpack that in the new year as we uh, as we un- as we take a look at this book enough and try to help clients and listeners answer that question of how much is enough for me. Right. Because um, it's always kind of what you hear in this industry is what's your number, right? What What's the number I need to get to? But I mean, it is a very unique discussion and it's a very unique number for every individual person because everybody's situation is different everybody's goals and objectives and possibilities looking out into the future are different and like there's no hey you need x dollars in the account to retire anymore well let let me give you two examples Uh, i met with a client earlier this week uh, and she wanted to um get permission again mm-hmm. it, it, you can't see me yeah. but it's air quotes <laughs> it's, I'm making the motion right she wanted to get permission to be able to give more this Christmas to her uh, children and her grandchildren mm-hmm. okay the amount she was talking about was the difference between twelve hundred and fifty dollars or if she doubled it to twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> okay to you and me that probably isn't a big deal but for her that was a big deal mm-hmm. Right, doubling the amount that she had given in previous years. Same, uh, another client, same week earlier this week had the same kind of a conversation. Their question was, "We'd like to give four hundred thousand dollars to our children." Mm -hmm. Right. So the amount doesn't matter. The principle is what matters. Okay. The 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 first client was as generous with twenty five hundred as the other client was with four hundred thousand in giving. Right. Right. And that's what we have to recognize it as as we're building into people is understanding where they are on their generosity journey um, and what the impacts are for them in their their own personal circumstances. Yeah. And again, it comes down to 
can I do this, right? Like that's all, that's the other flip side of that is I, w I would love to be able to do this, but is it feasible? Like, can, am I jeopardizing my own future potentially um, by doing something like this? Um, and again, having that confidence to, to say, yes, you can at whatever level maybe you feel is appropriate, um, again, just gives people that freedom to, to enjoy Again, the idea of generosity. You said the key, one of two key words, in my opinion, when working with clients on helping them make these decisions around generosity, whether it's generosity, charity, generosity with family, just straight up generosity. You said the word confidence, okay? The other word is um, clarity, mm -hmm. okay? So that's the question that I want to help people answer is, do I have the clarity of the future? Going back to that question of how much is enough mm -hmm. and will I run out of money? Because everybody thinks they'll run out of money, especially with the cost of aging. Well, I might need it myself. So if we can create a lot of clarity of what that future looks like using conservative numbers mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. not trying to blow everything up and make it bigger than what it really is. Okay. But to give them that clarity helps them get to the confidence to say, okay, I'm, I can do this and I'm happy to do it. And I get to see the blessing of that. And then I'll th even throw one more word in there and that's contentment. Right. Right. And, and that's ultimately where we want to be, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be in a position where we are content with what we have. We have answered that question of how much is enough. And I have the, the clarity and the contentment and to be able to give that, to give some of that portion of that away. Right. And I know that's a question we ask people typically when they come in uh, for whatever planning review or whatever is as they're leaving. Our goal is that they're more content than when they came in. Right. Whether they know it or not. <laughs> right. right. But it is to, to create that contentment. Um, again, that they're doing the right things they are on the right track and they're again accomplishing what they they want to accomplish. Yeah. And as you were kind of talking there, it reminded me of at least two, if not three conversations just this week, and at the time of recording, this is Wednesday <laughs> afternoon in a week. Um, I've been trying to talk people into spending more money. So if you're kind of going back to those people of going to have too much, essentially, at the end of the plan, um, was, again, it's, it's that idea of, yes, you, got, you have more than you'll ever need. And you can do some of these extra things, right? And yes, you can help out your daughter with something or you can go on that trip and, and enjoy it and, and that because, yeah, it, it has literally come up in three different meetings this week of you guys just aren't spending enough money. I mean, as odd as, again, as odd as that may sound from, from our perspective. Um, but, um, and again, like the scale to you and I, like, Somebody was thinking of maybe taking $6,000 a year out of their almost million-dollar portfolio. And they're like, oh, like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, the plan says you can take $60,000 out a year. Right. Uh, so the six isn't really a problem, <laughs> right? Um, but again, it's, it's just helping people to understand that. And, and again, I just, the reason I bring that up is again, because at this time of year, we just typically have, happen to have a lot more of those conversations because it's, it's top of mind for a lot of people. Yeah. And, pu and putting some numbers on it, like we, we will, 
we will demonstrate to people that you know they're on track for you know a hundred percent of whatever their goal is and we'll show them a hundred percent on track and I'm like okay I, that sounds good and then we'll have the conversation about generosity and and then the question is well how generous can I be right yeah. right and so the a way to answer that is if you wanted to die with zero right and I and I showed this one to a client this week you could actually increase your not necessarily spending but your giving right. and you could you could have a hundred and thirty five percent of generosity right. of yeah. what you're currently spending at a hundred percent are like really like I could actually a third more mm -hmm. I could be giving away yes that's exactly what you could be doing and the lights go on yeah and yeah that's a th that's that's what you love to see right is when to see they they hear it and then they it clicks because yeah. again you hear that number the first time and you're like oh. and then wait like that is a full like in that scenario a full third more like right. you said every year like yeah for the rest of my life yes and and then again you can see oh like that can make a difference right and and the impact that that can have on people and um, and again it's 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 one of the joys of working with people at this time of the year. Yeah, it sure is. All right. Well, I think we'll, we'll wrap this one up. So, again, very happy holidays uh, for those listening around the holidays. And um, don't be afraid to be generous is maybe the, uh, the, the message of this episode. No doubt. Be content. Thanks for tuning in to Your Life and Money. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-first.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. We'll be back with more stories, insights, and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.